This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Klopp, Firmino, Matip, Cater. The list goes on. During Jurgen Klopp's reign as Liverpool manager, the Reds have built up strong links with the Bundesliga, whether it be buying, selling or loaning players. Germany's proven to be a reliable testing ground for talent ahead of an Anfield breakthrough. I'm Guy Clark and here on Blood Red during the international break, with no action to talk of, we're going to focus in on one of our other favourite talking points and that of course is transfers. More specifically, we're going to focus on all things Bundesliga, talking Klopp, Liverpool, Bundesliga raised talent before getting on to which star names could move to Merseyside. Yes, we're talking Havertz, Sancho and Müller. Joining me to do exactly that is a man with his finger on the pulse, German football expert and Bundesliga commentator Kevin Hatchard. Kevin, thanks for your time. How are you? Uh, very well, very well. It's been an exciting season in Germany so far and for Liverpool as well. So all going my way at the moment. It's great. Yeah, and there's plenty of uh, links regarding Bundesliga to Liverpool. Notably, of course, the manager Jurgen Klopp, who celebrated his fourth year in charge at Liverpool. And obviously, having come from Dortmund, I suppose just wanted to, to first up ask the perception of how Jurgen Klopp's getting over, getting on over here, back in his homeland. Oh, well, he's hugely popular back in Germany. And I think there's a huge amount of pride about how successful he's been with Liverpool. Um, not only uh, have uh, Germany seen a, a coach win the Champions League with Liverpool, but they've also seen him play uh, an incredible brand of football. So I think there is immense pride. He uh, is on a lot of adverts back in Germany. He's still a, a hugely popular figure. And uh, I don't think anybody's massively surprised either, because if you see what he did with Dortmund, the way he was able to build that squad and make them competitive in terms of winning the Bundesliga and indeed the DFB Cup. Uh, and of course, he got to the Champions League final against Bayern at Wembley. Uh, I don't think anybody's surprised at how well he's doing. And in terms of four years ago, when obviously he, he left Dortmund, he'd taken that sabbatical and took the Liverpool job. Was the perception then that he could reawaken this sleeping giant, as it were? Yes, Liverpool had won domestic cups in the Champions League in 2005, but obviously the wait for the league title still goes on right now, but Liverpool in a stronger position as uh, as they've ever been really during the Premier League years. Yeah, I think there was a feeling that he was always going to be able to make that connection with the fans. That's very important to him. Uh, that's a very important plank of, of what he does. Uh, you know, he's a very emotionally intelligent guy. He's a very charismatic guy. But I think as well, sometimes what's get, what gets forgotten when we think about the laughter and we think about the big smile and we think about all the bear hugs, uh, he's a very, very good coach. You know, this is a guy that thinks deeply about tactics. And that goes back all the way to his playing days at Mainz. He was actually um, stopped from being the captain at Mainz by one of their coaches, Dietmar Constantini because he would constantly question the tactics and say, well, why aren't we doing this? Or maybe this isn't the right way to go. So he's always been a guy that, that had a, a deep um, interest in tactics and how to get the absolute most out of a team. So I don't think there has been that surprise that he's done so well with Liverpool. And I think the other side of it is that Liverpool have been prepared to give him time. And that's something the clock needs. He needs that time uh, to get his players to understand what he wants because it's a very demanding way of playing uh, physically and mentally uh, and also just to build those bonds between players and between the coach and the players and between the fans and the players as well. So 
uh, I think it's been a, a huge success and will continue to be so. And not to sort of forget, obviously, the tactical side of things that Jurgen Klopp does, but I suppose the the way in which he does focus so much on the emotion and the human side of things adds to that charisma that he has. And as I say, sort of at times makes you forget what a brilliant tactician he is as a manager, as well as what a great person he is with his players, with the emotional side of things. Yeah, and he, he loves football, but he loves people as well. And it's, it's perfect kind of marriage between those two things I think you see it with all the all the little touches around the club uh, how he took the time to get to know all of the staff at Melwood it's not just about the players he's very much an open door kind of guy uh, and I think we've we've seen that and you know the two go hand in hand really because if if he was a, a great people person but he was no good at the tactical side He'd soon be found out and you wouldn't be able to get these incredible performances that he can out of the players. The players have complete trust in what he's doing, as do the owners. And I think you look as well, he's prepared to do things differently. It would have been very easy uh, after winning the Champions League last season for Jurgen Klopp to have gone to uh, the owners and said, look, I need a lot of money now to take us forward another step. But he didn't feel he needed to do that. He'd already built the squad that he felt could compete and win the league. And uh, so far, that's proving to be the case. Mention obviously the German interest then in, in Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. And I suppose added to that is the former Bundesliga players playing at Liverpool at the moment, notably Roberto Firmino, Nebe Keita, of course, former Leipzig, and Joel Matip, who this year has really sort of come on even further in his development and has, has probably been Liverpool's form defender this season. Yeah, well, Matip's an interesting one because when he was at Schalke, he had a, a long spell as a defensive midfielder. So he, he actually is a converted centre-back. And you look at the performances that Jurgen Klopp has been able to get out of him. And they have been superb. He, he was always um, a good team player. He was always you know, fairly consistent. But he would make mistakes when he was at Schalke. Uh, but the development that he has made has been hugely impressive to see. Roberto Firmino... It, it's no surprise to fans of German football how well he's done because if you look at his time at Hoffenheim, he was a goal scorer, but also very much a creator of goals. He operated in a front three then when he was with Kevin Folland and Anthony Modest. So he's operated in that kind of scenario before. So I don't think there's uh, a massive surprise that he's done quite as well as he's done. Naby Keita, we knew about his talent. We knew about his... Um, his capability to be a box-to-box midfielder. I don't think we've seen the best of him at Liverpool by any stretch of the imagination. He's had a lot of injury problems. And I still think there are two or three more gears that he can go up. So potentially that's still a very exciting signing for Liverpool. And obviously since uh, Felipe Coutinho has left, obviously now playing in Bundesliga himself, a lot of people talking about Liverpool, that midfield three perhaps lacking someone with that creativity, perhaps the side of the game we've not yet seen from Keita. Well, Keita is a positive player. If you look at the way he passes the ball, he's always looking to take other players out of the game. He's always looking to get his teammates into areas where they can do damage. He's very comfortable with the ball at his feet, taking people on. He loves to go past people and open up spaces. So uh, he's not in the same vein as Coutinho in terms of what he brings to the team, but he does have the ability to open up spaces for teammates and the guys further forward. So he's he's not a defensive midfielder, Casey. He's very much somebody that likes to play on the front foot with his passing and his dribbling. 
And just lastly on, on Matty, Jurgen Klopp spoke to him, spoke about him saying a wonderful signing and obviously collected him on a free transfer at the end of his contract at Schalke. Was there the feeling in Germany at the time that whilst he was moving on to Liverpool, he could excel into the player he's become this season? Or has that even taken perhaps a few by surprise? Yeah, I think it has. I think the consistency has uh, and the way he has developed as a pure defender because he had ability on the ball. We've seen his passing ability for Liverpool um, and, and that came from his, his time as a midfielder. But I think the consistency um, probably has taken a few by surprise. I think it's taken me by surprise to some extent because I commentated on him a lot when he was in Germany. I thought he was a good signing, especially um, in the way that they got him. It was, a, it was an astute pickup. But for him to be nailed down as a, as a centre-back for Liverpool's first team is very, very impressive. And then looking to Bundesliga now, then a Liverpool player contracted but out on loan second year at Hertha Berlin, Marco Gruic. He always gets a lot of attention from Liverpool fans trying to sneak a peek at how he's getting on. Of course, Jurgen Klopp's first signing. So the open question is, how is he getting on? He's doing well. He's doing well. I think he's benefited from having had two uh, seasons, well, one season and a bit uh, with Hertha. I was in Berlin. Uh, I was in uh, Munich, rather, to see him uh, play at Bayern on opening night uh, of this Bundesliga season. And he played very well. He scored an excellent goal. But he's still a little rough around the edges. He gave away a very cheap penalty, dragged Robert Lewandowski down and kind of got suckered into doing that. But he is still a young guy. He's learning all the time. He admits himself that he needs to work on the defensive part of his game. He was influential in Hertha's recent 3-1 win against Fortuna Dusseldorf. He's been one of the first names on the team sheet under the new coach, Ante Chovic, and he was a very important part of last season's team under uh, Paul Dardai. So this is a guy that has made a consistent impact. And I think just being trusted as a first-team player has been very, very important for him. He's tall, uh, he moves well with the ball, he can tackle. Um, I, I think there is a very promising player there. The big decision for Liverpool is at the end of this season, what do they do with him? Because can they convince him that he's got a pathway to the first team? We'll see, because I imagine Hertha and many other clubs will want to try and sign him on a permanent basis. Yeah, I suppose that will be an interesting thing because at the end of the season, I think you'll make it that it'll be 24 by then. And I suppose for him, it is about looking to see if he's got a realistic chance of playing for Liverpool because he's played 14 times for the club since signing for the team. Only three starts all in the League Cup. And I suppose he is going to reach that crossroads. Well, the tricky thing is Liverpool are absolutely stacked in that area. If you look at the midfield options they have, they are very, very impressive. And he would look at it and think, can I... He has to make that decision himself to some extent. Can I compete? Do I back myself to get a regular place in that first team? And if he doesn't, I think we're probably past the point of him being continually loaned out then. I think it's then about him probably going somewhere else and, and making that next step as a first team regular, whether it's with Hertha or somebody else. So he now has to just continue the performances that he's been producing and give Jurgen Klopp a nice problem. And I suppose whilst he's not a prolific goal scorer compared to Liverpool's midfielders at the moment, he's got five goals during his time in Bundesliga. 
where, in terms of the mould of the midfield that Jurgen Klopp likes to play at the moment, the three-man midfield, Fabinho seems to have the defensive role on lockdown. Is he more of a, a roaming midfield player or sort of where, where would he fit in? Because obviously Liverpool fans haven't seen a great deal of him. Yeah, he does a bit of everything. I mean, he's been playing a bit deeper for Hertha, which I'm a little bit surprised by, but he's done okay in that role. He's capable uh, of winning the ball. He is uh, decent in challenges with other players. Um, he probably doesn't score enough goals. Uh, we saw the capability he has against Bayern with that very, very well-taken goal uh, against the record champions. So he is capable of getting forward uh, and scoring goals. So I think in the setup that Liverpool have, you'd be looking at him as one of the, the more attacking midfielders of that three rather than some kind of midfield destroyer because, of course, Fabinho does that role incredibly well for Liverpool. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, we spoke about the players that are contracted to Liverpool then and looking during the international break, we all love a good transfer rumour and looking at a few players then in Bundesliga who have been linked with Liverpool. First one I want to kick on with with uh, Kevin is Kai Havertz of Bayer Leverkusen. He's only a youngster, 20 years old, already a full German international and there's a lot of hype about this kid, isn't there? And rightly so. Uh, he's one of the most exciting players potentially of his generation, not just in Germany, but in European football. He is incredibly mature. He is a guy who can score goals, can make goals. He scored lots and lots of goals in the Bundesliga last season. He scores all types of goals. He has a great awareness of what's around him. He's able to ghost past players. He has lovely skills. Uh, on the ball. He's got great passing technique as well. And uh, all of the top clubs would want to sign him. I mean, we're talking about definitely Bayern uh, have been uh, very strongly interested in him for quite some time. There's been a lot of talk in Germany this season about Borussia Dortmund being interested because uh, his best friend, Julian Brandt, already plays for Dortmund. So I imagine uh, there have been a few comments and conversations between the two of them. Marco Royce has said that he's a player that Dortmund would love to sign, which is probably something you shouldn't have said. But there we go. And uh, there has been talk that if Jadon Sancho was to leave Borussia Dortmund in the summer for huge money, a lot of that money could be directed towards signing Havertz. So uh, he's a player that's caught the eye of top clubs in Germany and abroad as well. So uh, I think that what I had been told a while ago was that he wasn't necessarily a player on Liverpool's list right now. But if you look at his continued development, it'd be interesting to see if Liverpool would go for him. So I don't think it's absolutely nailed on that Liverpool are in the race to sign him. But what I would say is he is a top, top player. I was going to say, how much foundation is there with links to the Premier League? Because it's not just Liverpool, clubs like uh, Chelsea, Manchester United also sort of being linked with him. But so often we see these young German players stay in Bundesliga, often going to Bayern Munich. Is, is that still sort of the path they're following? Or I suppose with someone like Jurgen Klopp at the helm at Liverpool, does that add to pulling power to German talent perhaps to, to want to come over to the Premier League? I think it does. Gut feeling is that Havertz, if he is going to leave Bayer at the end of this season, which I think he probably will, he would probably join either Dortmund or Bayern. Uh, I think that's the most likely move for him right now. You've got to bear in mind he's only 20, so he has lots of time. I think the worst thing for him would be to move to a club where he doesn't feel he's going to be a central part of their plans. Um, so 
he has a big decision to make. He's a very calm guy. His family uh, are very calm as well. You know, there, there, there won't be any panicked, rushed decisions. There won't be any diva demands. But he will want to play wherever he goes. So certainly a domestic move at this stage wouldn't massively surprise me. And I think looking at it, he goes into that dreaded final two years of a contract in the summer. So I suppose come the summer, he's probably going to be a prime candidate for moving on wherever that be. I think there's an acceptance probably at Leverkusen that he will go at the end of this season. They wouldn't say that publicly, but I think they were happy to have kept him for this season because they're back in the Champions League in this campaign. I think that was probably instrumental to his decision to stay. I would be hugely surprised if he's a Bayer Leverkusen player at the start of next season. Well, those are the Havertz rumours dealt with. One man who's been on the radar for well over a year now, signed a new contract in the summer, but still the rumours persist, is Timo Werner. Is he likely to be staying at Leipzig much longer or where are we with that situation? Well, it's an interesting scenario because Werner had indicated in the summer that it was possibly time to move on. But he has now signed this long-term deal until 2023. But what we do know is it has a pretty low release clause. It's thought to be in the region of 30 million euros, which for a top football club is nothing really. That would be seen as a bargain. I think where he is right now benefits him because he gets to play for one of the best coaches in Europe, in Julian Nagelsmann, who has a proven track record of developing players, of improving players. So I think... He will make great strides this season. He's already started very well. Yes, in his last couple of games, he's missed a lot of chances, but he was banging goals in before that. So I think you're looking at a player who will be even better than he is now when he's had a year of working with Julian Nagelsmann. And I think then his future very much depends on whether Leipzig are genuine contenders to win the title. Because if they do win the league this season, which is a possibility, um, then that might convince him that that's the place to be for now. But certainly I don't think it'll be long before top clubs make the move for him. Would a move to Liverpool make sense? Of course, he'd be a different kind of striker to Roberto Firmino, more sort of the top end of the pitch, good goal return striker as well. But I suppose for Liverpool moving forward, they want to have different options in those different positions. I actually would see him as a rival to Sadio Mane, to be honest. Uh, I think he would be more dangerous coming in off that inside left channel. Um, that's where he tends to drift when uh, he's playing for Leipzig. He's always tended to move that way. He can play through the centre. Um, I, th I think, as we saw for Germany at the World Cup, if you don't get his positioning right and if you don't get the service right, he can end up being quite a peripheral figure. But if you give him the ball in the right areas, he can do a huge amount of damage. And I always think in that inside left channel is where he comes alive. So I would actually see him as, a, as a, an alternative and somebody to really push Sadio Mane in that position. And a guy who seems to be very much a modern forward, as you, you mentioned there, he has played quite a lot through the middle, especially for the national team, but does also like to, to come in off the flanks. Well, that's his natural his natural inclination is to not be stuck in the centre. He likes to move out wide. And I think Liverpool's front three, the fluidity of it, would appeal to a player like that. His pace, his movement, his goal-scoring ability. He's still a little bit rough around the edges, but this is a guy that's been in the Bundesliga for a long, long time. And even though he's still got a lot 
of time left in his career. He's packed a lot in already. So if Liverpool were to sign him, they'd be getting a guy who's actually got a lot of experience. And the Bundesliga doesn't seem to be quite like Eredivisie in Holland or even La Liga. A lot of the players who, when they come into the English game from Germany, seem to suit the style of the Premier League quite well. I take it he's another player likewise who would probably slot in in the Premier League. I would think so. I, I think the thing with the Bundesliga is it's a physical league. It's a league uh, that's very, very quick. The pace of play is quick. Um, La Liga can be a, a bit slower. Um, and the Eredivisie, I think that there's there's a big gap in quality. I think if you look at the quality in the Bundesliga, it is higher, uh, much higher than that of the Eredivisie in general. So uh, I think that that nature of it does appeal to players that when they get... And it works both ways because... You see a lot of players that have experience of English football who have then dropped into the Bundesliga and have hit the ground running straight away. So, yeah, I, I don't see much of a culture shock, really, between German football and English football. And Liverpool, certainly after winning the Champions League, seem to have moved into a different stratosphere when it comes to transfer rumour links. And you're well know links for Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe 2020 often seen on Liverpool fan sites uh, on Twitter, but also Sancho 2020. He's just signed a new contract at Dortmund. You're going to tell me this one's got no chance of happening, aren't you? No, not necessarily. Jadon Sancho is a player that Dortmund had no interest whatsoever in selling in the summer just gone. Uh, that was quite clear from the get-go. So all of the links with Manchester United, although United were very much interested in him, uh, they were wide of the mark because he was never going to go in the summer. That situation is not necessarily going to be the same next summer. Hans-Joachim Watzke, who's the CEO, has already indicated that they don't think they can keep Sancho in the long term. And so if the money was right, if Sancho was willing to come back to the Premier League, then I would expect Liverpool to be in that market. The tricky thing is going to be, how do you convince him that he would have a genuine chance of being in the Liverpool lineup? Because Mo Salah would operate in the position where he does. Sancho is very much on the right of that front three. So that would be a big decision for him to make. And this is the tricky thing for Liverpool, because that front three is so clearly defined and so consistent and so durable they've missed so few games between them how do you then convince a top top player that they've got a genuine chance of being involved and that's maybe where Jurgen Klopp comes in uh, with his ability to you know talk players around and persuade players uh, that that's the move for them so financially I think Liverpool could be in the mix for him Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's a move that they pursue Is there a feeling in Germany that Sancho does see his perhaps long-term future back in England? I know obviously he took the the bold move to to move to Bundesliga, which has seen a flurry of young English talent decide to do likewise. But is there a feeling that perhaps he he is spending his formative years there before eyeing up a return to the Premier League? I think that's seen as the most realistic scenario. Sancho has always been very grateful for the opportunity he's been given at Borussia Dortmund. He's a player that's really adapted well to life in Germany. Uh, I gather he's, uh, you know, a very nice young guy uh, who isn't uh, a diva or a problem whatsoever. Uh, he's integrated very, very well into life at Dortmund. You can see the respect that the likes of Marco Royce have for him, not only as a guy, but in terms of his abilities. And Sancho has always said, look, I, I'm not somebody who's unhappy. I, I like where I am. He signed that new contract. I think at some stage... 
it would make sense for him to come back to England, maybe on a family level. But there's no rush. So it may happen this summer. It may be the summer after. That might depend how close Borussia Dortmund come to winning the Meisterschale this season. But I think at some stage we'll see Jaden Sancho back in England. And just final one on a, a transfer link. Wise is overnight. It seems to be a few rumours that have circulated regarding the future of Thomas Muller. Obviously, so long at Bayern Munich and Liverpool. One of the sides rumoured is this agent talk manoeuvring for perhaps a, a different uh, position of prestige at Bayern or a move somewhere. Could that realistically be something that would happen? I think there is a genuine discomfort for Muller at the moment because he's been on the bench. Uh, for the last five games, I I personally feel he still has a role to play at Bayern. I think he is a terrific footballer still. People go on about the fact that his goal output has dropped, but you look at the assists. He is still very much involved in a lot of the good stuff that Bayern can do. But he's in a position he's never really been in at Bayern, which is somebody who's having to really scrap for a starting spot. And the, the arrival of Coutinho has put him under pressure because Müller operates in that 10 role. Uh, Gnabry and Coman have been great out wide. So it's probably the biggest challenge of Müller's career. And so therefore, it's no big surprise uh, that his agent's putting the feelers out and seeing who would be interested. I still think he's a top performer, even though Germany have discarded him, which I think is crazy. Uh, I still think he is a very, very good footballer. And I think any top Premier League team uh, would benefit from having him in the building. And you mentioned him playing in that 10 role, Liverpool going without that since Coutinho's gone, but Firmino certainly playing that false nine. Would that be a position, uh, you mentioned there, he, he's not happy being on the bench at Bayern. He wouldn't want to come and be back up at Anfield, would he? No, well, again, we come back to that, that central issue because he would want to operate in that front three uh, somewhere. Uh, again, I think as with, Werner, I think the fluid nature of it would appeal to Müller without question because his movement is incredible. He's so elusive. He, he picks up positions that a lot of players simply don't. And I think he'd be a huge boost to Liverpool. But again, could they convince him that he would have a genuine opportunity to play in that front three? So I think Premier League clubs will be on alert. I think they'll be monitoring his progress. But that block remains. How do you persuade him that he can be a regular first-team player? We spent a good while there talking about potential incomings to Liverpool then. But in terms of an outgoing and perhaps to Germany, to the national team, we started with the manager, Jurgen Klopp. Obviously, he's been at Liverpool four years and Reds fans will be hoping that he's here for a long time to remain. But is there a feeling back home that that national job may come around, whether it be after the Euros, whether it be after the World Cup? And that would be something that would, would tempt him long term? I'd have to say I'd be surprised. Uh, it feels like a job that wouldn't necessarily suit him in the sense that he would miss that day-to-day -day involvement. He would miss that ability to really uh, connect with players on a one-to-one -one level on a regular basis. And also, he has so much to give still as a club coach. Um Certainly, I mean, if you offered him to the DFB, I'm sure they would absolutely jump at the chance once uh, Yogi Love 
is uh, either either is dismissed or leaves, and and Love is very much in situ at the moment. And if they were to succeed at Euro 2020, then I think he absolutely would carry on to the World Cup. So therefore, it's not an issue for the now. I think it's a job he may take at some stage, but I don't think in the near future. Well, Kevin, thanks a lot. And thanks for allowing us to pick your brains and talk all things Bundesliga. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure you'll be uh, watching the Reds on with plenty of intrigue for the rest of the season. Certainly will. Thanks. Kevin Hatchard, German football expert here on the Blood Red podcast. Well, plenty of food for thought there then. Well, Blood Red will be back on Monday, building up towards the Reds' return to action at Old Trafford, no less. Do join us then if you can. Until which, it's bye for now.